I, I used to work for Amazon and a couple a uh, couple of years ago, I started funding a donor advised fund and I would use appreciated Amazon shares where I was likely going to pay, you know, capital gains tax, tax if I, uh, if I sold them, I donated them to the donor advised fund and took the full deduction as a charitable donation for the amount that I donated and didn't have to realize that capital gain. So it just gives you more to then go uh, contribute to a cause that you care about. Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, the twice-monthly podcast brought to you by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest. It's designed to educate or inspire you to donate either time, money, or blood. I say that every episode. It's the money part today, though, that we're going to talk about. It's tax time again, and maybe you're like a lot of people this time of year who look for ways to support nonprofits and charities you believe in and get a tax deduction. Specifically, we're going to talk about donor-advised funds, or DAFs. Experts say a DAF is like a charitable investment account for the sole purpose of supporting charitable organizations that you care about. The expert I spoke with is Gene Farrell, the president and CEO of a startup called Vanilla. He's also on the Bloodworks Northwest Board of Trustees. Now, here's just a little bit of Gene's bio from our website. With over 25 years of executive leadership experience, driving transformation and growth across the consumer and technology industries, Gene is a recognized thought leader and innovator known for building disruptive new businesses for global brands. He was named a 2019 Innovator of the Year by the Puget Sound Business Journal. Gene joined Vanilla in 2021 after four and a half years at Smartsheet, where he helped take the company public and scale the business from $100 billion to over $500 million in revenue. Like I said, Gene Farrell is the CEO of a fintech startup called Vanilla. Fintech is a term that refers to the integration of tech into offerings by financial services companies to improve their use and delivery to consumers. And Vanilla is building a software platform to make it easier for uh, wealth advisors, investment advisors, to help their clients build and manage their estate plans. This is an area that's been uh, kind of neglected in the, in, in the software space. And so most estate planning is still done primarily by um, estate attorneys and um, with really, really poor kind of hand tools is the best way to put it. So a lot of Excel, a lot of PowerPoint and makes it really challenging for clients to both attorneys and advisors to really uh, be able to understand and visualize their current estate plan and, and where their uh, assets are going and who's going to benefit and how it's all going to work. And so we're we're trying to de- demystify that with technology. And you've been on the board of uh, directors for the board of trustees for uh, Bloodworks for how long? Uh, about a year and a half. And what have you felt about about that experience? What that what's that been like? Has it been an eye opener of sorts? Well, it's been it's actually been uh, it's been pretty fun, uh, primarily because I think. Uh, Kurt, the Bloodwork CEO, has a very uh, kind of business-minded approach to the board. Gene's referring to Kurt Bailey, our president and CEO. Many times you find with nonprofit boards that the focus is almost entirely on fundraising and you know how can you 
help drive uh, donations. Where with Kurt, uh, you know, this was part of his pitch when I joined was, you know, he's he's really trying to assemble a set of uh, folks inside and outside the healthcare industry to really help him um, guide Bloodworks and make it a sustainable, thriving uh, entity for the for the long term to serve the community, right? To to achieve the overall Bloodworks mission. And and to me that is that's really refreshing because I, I, I feels like there's not enough of that kind of focus in, in nonprofits in general, and so I've I've actually quite enjoyed it. And it, you know, it does, it, it, there certainly are bumps in the road, and there's a lot of challenges given the you know coming through COVID and and the kind of the the reshuffling that needs to happen in that market. But um, but yeah, I've I've really enjoyed my time so far. Well, he's a mind at work, isn't he? I mean, because uh, to have him as a CEO and president and then to to, to um, watch the way he analyzes challenges that come before us, uh, I'm, I'm just really happy that he's our CEO and the guy in charge here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think we're really lucky to have him. And uh, I would tell you as a CEO of a company, I, I also really enjoy connecting with Kurt and talking about kind of common challenges we have around running businesses and uh, yeah, he brings a unique perspective from his background, and I bring a, a, a different perspective because I've, uh, you know, my only experience with the healthcare system is as a as a consumer. <laughs> so, so um, we're talking about charitable giving, and uh, basically, it's it's donor advised funds. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the tools that you've used uh, that you've seen clients of Vanilla uh, employ to support their charitable giving? Well, it, John, it's really it really kind of breaks down into a couple different vehicles, and I know we're gonna we're gonna focus on donor advised funds today. Uh, I'll briefly mention that many times clients will build an estate uh, or a giving strategy into their estate plans, so they will they will actually think about how do I allocate a portion of my assets or my life's work or a, a portion of income from a trust maybe that they've set up to go toward causes that they care about. And that's a fairly straightforward way to do it. But many times that results in, in a donation that happens um, after they've passed or, or that's set up as part of that event. Um, and, and donor advised funds are, are another vehicle that, that we see uh, clients use either as a, a tool within the estate plan or actually outside of the estate plan. And what's, what's really cool about donor advised funds is that they they give the, the person wanting to contribute to their charities a really uh, simple and straightforward way to um, manage both the, uh, the timing of their giving, uh, but also to be able to simplify record keeping and how it all, how it all flows to those charities. So it's a, it, and in addition to that, it's also incredibly tax efficient. Okay, now it's important to remember that we're not talking about ESG or environmental social governance funds here. That's the form of sustainable investing that considers environmental, social, and governance factors when judging an investment's financial returns and its overall impact. An investment's ESG score measures the sustainability of investment in those specific categories. And while ESG funds account for over $8.4 trillion in sustainable investing assets, they have become, like so many other things in our divided country, a polarizing issue. 
But Gene Farrell says that's not the case for donor-advised funds. It's simply a matter of how you decide to invest in a charity or nonprofit. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And and you know there are a number of different uh, financial institutions that offer a donor-advised fund. Essentially, the way a donor-advised fund works is it, is it enables an individual or a, or a family to donate um, a, a wide variety of assets. So you can you can donate uh, public stock, you can donate cash, you can donate private stock, you can donate shares and partnerships. Um, so you can it really lets you allocate almost any type of asset to uh, a donor advised fund. And then once it once it's in the donor advised fund, well, a couple of things. First, when you make that donation, the, the donation is actually tax deductible immediately. So for many folks that have um, uh, assets that they're accumulating over their lifetime, you will have years or events in your life where you may have the sale of a business or, um, you know, maybe you're part of a company that goes public or uh, you have some stock options in your company that, that vest. And so you have this one-time uh, income generating event that where you, where you can pay a lot of taxes. And with the donor advised fund, you can actually allocate some of those assets in the same year to match up the timing to actually take the deduction for charity at the same time you're having the income event. So it's a, it's a nice, uh, uh, tax management strategy, and then and then the other the other nice thing about it is when you donate an asset that's appreciated, you don't have to pay the capital gains tax on that asset when you put it into the donor advised fund. So, for example, I I used to work for Amazon, and a couple a uh, couple years ago, I started funding a donor advised fund, and I would use appreciated Amazon shares where I was likely going to pay you know capital gains tax tax if I uh, if I sold them. I donated them to the donor advised fund and took the full deduction as a charitable donation for the amount that I donated and didn't have to realize that capital gain. So it just gives you more to then go uh, contribute to a cause that you care about. Um, the other nice thing about it is once the money's in the donor advised fund, you have a variety of options on how you can actually invest those funds. So in the scenario where you're, you're maybe making a large donation into a donor advised fund uh, to offset you know, big, a big income year, uh, you can then invest that. You don't have to donate it all right away. You can invest it and it'll grow over time. You never can get the money back. Once it's in the donor advised fund, it's always going to charity, but, uh, but you can actually have it be somewhat sustaining and have a bigger impact by investing. And almost all the funds give you options on, on kind of like a mutual fund, right? You can pick different ways to, to invest the funds. Then when you're ready to actually donate, uh, essentially you can you can direct the fund to, to give to any IRS qualifying charity, so any 501c corporation, like Bloodworks, like Bloodworks, exactly exactly right, exactly, and that's how that's actually well we 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 make annual donations to Bloodworks and we do it do it through our donor advised fund, and uh, what's what's really uh, the other thing that I actually think is a is a, a feature, others might call it a bug, is with donor advised funds, the money has to go 100% to the charitable cause. So you can't use a donor advised fund to buy a trip in a charity auction or uh, you know, a wine tasting, something where you're getting a benefit. Not that those are bad ways to raise money, but with a donor advised fund, it's really every dime goes directly to the, to the cause. Uh, 
which I, I, I think that's a, that's a great way to go. While everybody's pretty much figured out their taxes for, for this year, it is one of those things where it's top of mind right now. And you sit there and you say, what did I do with my money in, two, in 2022? So uh, what kind of advice do you have for those people who may, you know, have a, they're waiting for the returns? Yeah. But, but they're thinking about what they want to do next year. It's never really too early to start this kind of approach, is it? No, never, it never is. And you, know, I talked about the ability to make big donations when you're offsetting income. You can use it, a donor advised fund is just a really efficient way to give every year. You can make one donation to a donor advised fund and then spread it out to as many charities as you want. And the great thing about that is when you do it through the donor advised fund, you're never hunting down all the receipts because everything is 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 right there you have the the, the initial donation and then the uh when you actually distribute to charities whether it's in that current year or future years there's a full record within the donor advised fund as well and you get actually way better reporting on where's my money going uh, because you see exactly how much you've given and 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 the different causes that you went to well tax time for me is always hunting for those receipts when you just mentioned that it's just like you know I try to be organized with them, but invariably there's, you know, there's a few five or six. It's like, where did that one go? Where did that one go? And it's always a, it's always a stress inducing time of year for people, you know, sure. who, who go up about, uh, you know, trying to, to I, I, everybody shares that, right? I, I have the same problem. And, and many times I will, you know, it's usually after we filed our taxes that I'll find some receipt or I'll remember, Hey, wait a minute. Didn't we give some money to that, that, that charity? And, and it just, it's, it's hard to stay on top of it. So, you know, again, I, I we give them, we give most of our, our, our donations go through our, our, our donor advised fund. All right. So who offers these DAFs? Yeah. DAFs, boy, virtually, virtually any financial institution. I, I happen to use Fidelity, but I know Charles Schwab, Vanguard, uh, Fidelity, uh, almost any major uh investment bank or fund company offers some type of donor advised fund and and the great thing about it is you, you can go to their donor advised sites and they have a tremendous amount of information on how it works what they can do how the reporting works and they also have these great uh directories so maybe maybe you, you want to get involved or you want to give to charities but you don't know actually how to find uh good places to put your money to work um, almost all of them offer a, a great directory. Now, of course, Bloodworks should be first on your list, but, but beyond Bloodworks, uh, they offer a great directory of, of charities, both national and local, that will help you uh, make sure you're, you're identifying uh, you know, great ways to invest in the community. Well, uh, every time I open these podcast episodes, uh, Gene, I say uh, Bloodworks 101 is designed to educate or inspire you to donate either time money or blood and i mean there it is it's going to take some time to invest the money but it really does help the blood supply in the end doesn't it totally totally does and and you know, the other thing that i i think is another feature of a daf is when you when you fund a daf uh i think it helps you actually be more generous because you're not thinking about oh gee where you know if i decide to make a bigger donation this month what's you know where am I pulling it from, or that type of thing? You know, if you if you've got the money sitting in there and growing, I, I find at least it's it's easier to to write a bigger check without without even thinking about it. Yeah, is there anything I haven't asked you that you feel is important to add? 
Now, the only thing the only thing I would I would suggest is you know when folks uh, sign up or decide to explore a DAF, you know, go go through the sites, make sure you're really clear on the rules and what they can and can't take. It's it's really uh, they're very flexible. They can support, like I said, a lot of different assets. There are some limits where you can only put so much of your your uh, income into a DAF in any given year. I think it's capped at fifty percent. For the, for the IRS, which is very generous. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I think, you know, understand the rules uh, and certainly, um, you know, I'm not a tax professional, so I would encourage people to, to talk to their tax professional if they want to learn more about specifics. All right. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate this. My pleasure, John. Gene Farrell, president and CEO of the Finn startup Vanilla and Bloodworks Northwest board member. And that just about wraps it up for this edition of Bloodworks 101. I'm your host, John Yeager. See you next time.